down sleeping on me, huh? Had a good snooze. Welcome to the new episode of Privy Podcast, Real People. Real Passion. Real Perspective. It's a lovely Sunday, coming at y'all on a Sunday morning. Um, I'm feeling a little light today, you know what I'm saying? So I'm ready to get in some good conversation with my homeboys. I got Gary. We got our special guest we'll introduce in a second. But Gary, go ahead and give me the rundown. How you been feeling, man? Lights, camera, action, dog. <laughs> That's exactly how I've been feeling, man. I told y'all last week. It's been less talk and more action, so we ain't gonna keep telling y'all what we're gonna do. We're just gonna start dropping stuff on y'all heads and letting y'all see it, yet letting y'all feel it. If y'all haven't already felt it, check out our IG. We've taken new, we hitting that, we hit new strides, new levels with the IG, putting a lot of focused energy on specific things we're doing. Cause, I mean, if you want to be honest, man, we're working with we're working with visionaries. There's like th- four of us. We all got visions. We all got independent visions. We all got the mutual campaign vision. You're working with a bunch of visionaries and leaders. So there's a lot of thoughts going out there. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different things and ideas that we have, but uh, you got to pinpoint something to really be able to make that progression on it. So we've been trying to kind of pinpoint things that we're really out here trying to offer people and help people with um, and just get really good at that, become experts at that. And then we could, you know, take our next level and start to expand a little bit. But it's action, baby. It's action. Walt, man, speak to me. You've been doing some dope stuff lately, bro. Talk to us a little bit about that. Let the people know what you've been working on, dog. So, man, just to give you, because I don't even think I gave you the breakdown, breakdown of, like, where this surge of energy and just creative energy he came from. He told me yet, but he want to tell the people, though. Yeah, so, but I could, I could, like, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you noticed the shift. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, when, when life opens up a space, you know what I mean? You just got to take it, mm-hmm. you know? So... Things slowed down a little bit in my life as far as uh, outside work I have to do, and um, I don't know, man. I just I just hit another wave. I really can't even explain it. Um, I'm one of those people who I, I I keep my hands in a lot of stuff. Like maybe I, I don't do a lot. I don't go out a lot, but I have a lot of people who you know what I'm saying know what I bring to the table as far as um, and our friendships and what I can offer them. I got friends who come to me for advice. I got this conscious campaign where we do a lot of different things. My brother, he'll hit me up, ask me to do flyers. I got my homeboy Landon, he hits me up to edit stuff. So, like, it's been a lot of that, and I've had a lot more space in my life to take advantage of those relationships and those opportunities to grow. And that's one thing I did for conscious campaign. Like, we we starting to work on animations now. We don't want to just have still images. We want to have animations. Our newsletter is about to come out looking fresh and new, and we want to turn that into something else. Catch cat. Um, Yeah, man. And especially when I got that, that, that package from you yesterday with the hat in there and, and the stickers, too. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It just feels good to, to have have it in the physical. Bro, have did you get the manifested key? In. Yeah, of okay, course I got okay, the key okay, with Walter okay, on the okay, back. Okay, yeah, I, sure. and I should mention that, too. It's just good to have some... It's good to have some physical, tangible things that just, like, you know, reaffirm and reassure you of what you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. I told you what, what 2018 was going to be. Nah, real about. talk. All like, you know what I'm saying? Consistency... Um, um, uh, also growth and, and trying to push the envelope You know what I'm saying In my own life You know what I'm saying Risk taking it So uh, This is just the first quarter of 2018 And this is hopefully the first step In the, uh, a string of changes in my life You know what I'm saying so, See I, I love you know, a lot of the things I love a lot of the things you said Because a lot of it has to go hand in hand With just Practicing your craft and practicing the things exactly. that you like to do you enjoy to do like you like photoshop when you can really look you you like creating you know that's that's your thing yeah. and that's one thing i've kept in mind for a long time i've really started to drill that in my head like walt likes to create 
So how can, you know, from my point of view, from my uh, perspective, how can I help him create in any way in terms of stimulating thought or just throwing ideas at him or giving him the opportunity to create just whatever? Like, so that's been something that's been big for me, too. And the fact that you're practicing your craft from all different avenues, like if you want to practice your craft, you can't say no to opportunities. Like if an opportunity comes mm-hmm. your way and it involves you practicing a craft or practicing a skill. Exactly. Do it, man. I was just talking to uh, my stepmom the other day. And she was talking about how she's she's job searching right now, and she was like, "Yeah, I, you know, there's a couple of jobs that I know I'm not even gonna take, but pretty much the interviews are practice." And I was like, "I've done that same exact thing, where it's like, I don't, I know I don't even want this job, but I'm gonna do it. Like, even if I got offered, it, I wouldn't accept it, but I'm gonna do it just for practice, just for warm up, just to get my confidence up. You know, like, never be afraid to yeah. practice your craft. People be out here, but oh, I don't got time for that, or da da da. I'm like, bro, if it's an opportunity for you to practice and get better, take advantage, man. No matter what it is, take advantage." Yeah, we, we always say we don't have time, but in reality, you have time. You know what I'm saying? It's just about sacrifice. Now, I'm one of those people who, uh, once I hit that sacrifice limit, I just need that bounce back time. Like, I can't front. That's exactly who I am. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes you got to just push through That's that. Real. You got to push past yourself. That's you know real. what I'm saying? Like, you got to hit that limit and then go a little further and create new limits. You know? That's just the reality of life. You got to be, be flexible. That you know what I'm saying? You can't just let life beat you down and then say, okay, well, I need some time. Now nah, you get beat down and you beat life back up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and then you get some time after you stretch and show that, you know what I'm saying, I'm here. You know? Exactly. Uh, so that's kind of like what. And, and in general, the like you mentioned, the Conscious Campaign page, uh, even more than just Instagram. Like, Of course, Instagram has been our focus recently wanna, because yeah. that's where we can you know, really express some of the things we want to express in the way we want to do it. I mean, we got up to 1,300 followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think you'll start to see this spread even further. Like, the next thing is going to be the newsletter. And then after the newsletter, uh, we definitely uh, working on the site today. I mean, the site site is flame. The site is flame right now, but we're trying to, you know, obviously make it even better. Like, just continue to make it better. We got to figure out a way to reroute that traffic to there, in which we do get website clicks from the internet. Exactly. It's like, bro, bro, if, if Cass is out here offering free resume help and people aren't taking advantage, there's a disconnect. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? There's something that's not resonating with people or the way that we're presenting it, whatever it may be. But if you got cats out here really offering true free resume help in terms of editing one or starting one from scratch and people aren't taking advantage, there's there's something. There's something that we could change or do or do better on our end. You know what I'm saying? Let people know what's good. Like, take advantage of this stuff because exactly. it ain't going to be free forever. Let's go ahead and say that right now. Definitely not. So, um, if that traffic hits that that level where we feel, you know, we can do that. But yeah, it's just about moving forward and growth, man. Yes, sir. What do you see? Uh, what do you see next before we jump into this conversation? I just want to, based on what's transpired in this first three months, what oh, you see next? Man. What I see next? Let me let me figure out how to pinpoint this because there's so many things I see next and so many things I see, uh, in the near future. But what what I see next is a is a a team, man. I have a vision for a team that's gonna come in and shake the game up a little bit in terms of getting out in the community, getting out in the city, um, attending your local events, um, flying you out to Seattle to attend a local event. Um, I just mm-hmm. see us moving as a unit, man. No matter what we do, like it doesn't necessarily be anything specific about what we do, but um, just the way we do it and the way we move and the way we do it together and, and the way we do it with all the passion and all the energy and, and just all the focused effort. Um, that's what it's gonna take like that's that's the biggest piece to the puzzle man let me go ahead and throw that out there for anybody that's working with a team if you don't got your team um, your team flow right if you don't got your 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 teamwork and your network together and it's not strong 
Um, you're only gonna get so far, I promise you that. So before you try to take too many leaps and bounds and do crazy things and shake up the game, get your team right first, man. Get the focus right first. Get the, get the team, um, it's the word I'm looking for, man. Like get, get the camaraderie, there's a few different words, but get, get that down first before you really try to make the moves you need to make. So for us, I'm seeing that team, that real team effort come out and then we're gonna be able to do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how I feel. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and take one of your one of your things. Uh, I'm privileged for opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is one of the biggest ones of my life right now. That's conscious campaign, mm -hmm. and that's why we're trying to build this community. And a part of that is this podcast. And a part of that is the people we know that are really great at what they do, what they do, and really putting their passion on display. And that's why we have our guest today, Chris. You know what I'm saying, Gary? I'll let you introduce Chris because you've known him uh, well <laughs> a lot longer than me. Uh, so go ahead and introduce him. Alright man, shout out to my boy Chris Kidd. A lot of people that know me, they know Chris Kidd most likely too. Uh, we go back to the to the high school days, but we really hit it off in college, man. That's when we really actually got close. I would say it was at finish line when I... I oh, when I'm I, over here skipping <laughs> steps and stuff. You're right. You're I think right. it was more so finish line when I actually was like, bro, you look familiar. And he was like, yeah, bro, it was just a year younger than you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my fault. Because, <laughs> you know, at, in high school, you don't really hang with underclassmen not like that like it's every just something yeah. it's just something you don't do i don't know why but that's just how it is when you get to college well because you always around your grade grade level you know right what I mean? it's just, well, yeah, yeah. but in college it. everything changed and that's what he was alluding to because i met him at finish line and i told him yeah i'm going to wsu and he was like what he's like bro take my number down hit me when you get there so i get to wsu and i'm thinking he said hit him but i was like eh, i don't want to bother him and I was like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? He's busy. <laughs> Let me bother him. So I just hit him up. And he was like, hey, bro, just come down to the crib. I got some burgers. I'm like, dang, this guy, he, he seems like he's pretty chill. He invited me over for burgers on my first day on campus. And from day one, we just hit it off. He kind of, he introduced me into the Pullman lifestyle. We, I kid do it. I literally stayed with Gary for the first, I would say, year at WSU. We was together, yeah. We I stayed the night, it. kicked yeah, it, kicking. met all his friends. He introduced me to everybody he knew. And next thing you know, I'm spreading my wings and flying through yeah, WSU. So Gary was one of the first guys to introduce me to Pullman in college, in that college lifestyle. And I appreciate him. I learned a lot and had a good time. Even though I only got to be with him for about two years because he graduated a year early, I learned a lot and had a good time. And, man, Gary's a real one. Hey, likewise, man. Honestly, Chris one of the first people that introduced me to podcasts. And I had to bring this up because he was, you know, when I was, what, 20, early 20s, I had a different perspective. I wasn't listening to the podcast like I was that. listening to Brilliant Idiots and every dude, Thursday. This dude used to tell me <laughs> hey, about the podcast. Me he used to tell me, he used to be like, Gary, bro, you ever listen to this podcast? Oh, you should check out this podcast. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's solid. Yeah, y'all check that out. Never really did. And then one, the day I actually decided to check that out, which was actually a while later, I hit Chris up and was like, bro, these podcasts are fire. He was like, I've been telling you that for like two, three years, bro. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. But yeah, he introduced me to the podcast, man. And he actually has a, a couple podcasts of his own that he's, he's involved with. And he keeps his hand in a lot of different things and always moving and working towards his passion. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we wanted him on here to kind of, you know, talk about his passions and how he's moving and the vision that he has for himself. Um, and just he, he, like, like he said, he said, I'm a real one. It goes both ways, man. He's one of the most authentic people I've met. Um, Chris can be can be you know he he inspires me in a sense because you know when we're having our conversations and stuff he keeps it so real that he makes everybody else have to take it to a, ne a next level of real and I, I got a lot of respect for that so we happy to have you on here bro we I know we're gonna dive in appreciate that man very happy man 
Very happy. No, we appreciate you, bro. But I want to go back. Y'all, y'all said a lot right then. A lot of questions popped in my head, but you know we're gonna go back. So what? I, what first I want you to talk about is like, okay, who's Chris Kid? And I don't know, maybe if you could, you know, lay out your story a little bit for us, that's where we'll start. So go ahead and shoot. Who's Chris Kid? Oh yeah, man, Christopher Kid, Chris Kid, Kid, whatever you want to call it. But man, <laughs> that's two D's, <laughs> two D's. So yeah, <laughs> I went to a day with Gary. Didn't have the grades. I applied to some prestigious universities, but I just want to see if I'd get in. And with my GPA, was not getting in. Had to go the community the community college route, and I didn't know what community college I wanted to go to. I tried out Seattle Central. Didn't know what I was gonna study. They didn't give me no financial aid. I wasn't feeling it. Friends told me about a college across the water in Bellevue, Bellevue College, and I was thinking, man, what's over there? You know, privileged people that don't want to see a young brother over there trying to make it. I don't know. I'm just assuming things. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, what do I got to lose? So I went out with a friend and went. I actually just went to the campus. Just randomly, just didn't go to school to Seattle Central that day. And I went over to Bellevue just to check it out. <laughs> Literally just went into the classroom, sat down with my friend. The professor was like, have I seen you before? And I was like, no, I'm just <laughs> He just popped in the classroom? Yeah, I good. just walked into the classroom, <laughs> sat down, and, and he was like, first looked at me and just asked me a question. Do you go here? Do I know you? I was like, no, I'm visiting. I'm thinking about coming here in the fall. He's like, excellent. Well, today we're talking about Blase Blah. And I was impressed. I was like, whoa. I mean, he could have sent me home. He could have kicked me out. He let me sit in that yeah. classroom. And right then and there, I said, yo, I think I need to be here. Be a bill, yeah. And then that following... Yeah what fall so 2013 no 2011 following fall 2011 i enrolled at bellevue college i got in i mean i guess you don't get denied at community colleges but i got in and i spent two years there didn't know what i wanted to study but i knew i wanted to further my education i had a cool advisor she was always you know there for me when i had you know rough days in class or still didn't know what i wanted to do we sat down on multiple occasions just talked about what i love doing and one of the things that gary will always clown me about is just being able to talk he was like bro you talk hella and i did it <laughs> <laughs> i always say something like that that sounds like Gary. <laughs> so i uh before i met gary at that time i already knew that i had a passion for just talking with people i wanted to be a cop but i realized at five six a buck 40 no one's taking me seriously <laughs> I mean, how many, I mean, if I pulled over Gary, he'd probably be like, we're all slamming. You better go keep keep it moving. Not so I had to get. We'll see. That's the difference that there. My thing is this. I just knew being a police officer wasn't in my field of duty. So I, I was like, I like to talk, maybe communications. And my advisor, she was like, that's perfect. Communication mm. is something you should probably look about majoring in journalism. And I was thinking, ooh, I hate writing, though, but I also hate math. And if I had to pick, <laughs> it'll be journalism because I can write talk. better than I can do math. So <laughs> Real talk. That's real. Hey, one thing you said real quick. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there because I want to highlight this. You said you didn't know what you wanted to study, but you knew you wanted to further your education. Absolutely. That, that's huge to me, man, because I feel like a lot of the times people, they connect the two at the, at the wrong level. They think because they don't know what they want to do, they can't further their education. Like, well, if I don't know what I want to do, why would I waste time? Or why would I spend time doing this if I don't know exactly what I want to do? Um, don't don't let that come in between, you know, getting to where you want to go. Because I was the same way in college, bro. When I was I was at W, I was at a four year. I went straight to a four year and didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. So I was really like, yo, I'm spending what twenty of these 
something like that, right? 20 some G's a year without knowing what I want to do. Like, I started getting to the point where I felt like I was wasting my time. I was like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why? I, you know, asking myself that why question. Yeah. And then I think that's something important to think about is you may not always know exactly what the steps are going to look like. But having faith in the bigger vision, like the grand vision was to get a to get a better education. Sticking with that grand vision, everything will work itself out, bro. Like, you know, and that's one thing I want to salute you for doing, for sticking with that. Because it could have been easy to be discouraged not knowing what you wanted to do. Bro, I've been there before. There were times where I was thinking, why am I even in school? Because my uncle, he broke it down. He said, school's not for everyone. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because I know people that are doing far off and doing well without school. Without school huh? But for me, it was more so... Okay, my fam- my parents didn't graduate college. They went to college for two weeks. They said, "Let me get some. I want to get some bread." So they dropped out. I didn't want to be that hmm. person. I wanted to say, "Dang, I want to get this get this degree in journalism and communications, and go to the world and prove to myself that I did the I did these things. I followed these steps. I took the extra route because I didn't get into a four year program out of the gate. I had to go work harder, build my GPA up, and I had no problem with it. It was actually fun. I saved a little lunch money on doing that, but Long story short, I made it to WSU. I got in and I wasn't going to study criminal justice. Everything transferred over and I was studying communications. And now I was on the next journey to becoming a journalist and to bettering myself and becoming a better writer, better communicator, being being able to talk in public, taking classes that Mm -hmm. you got 400 students looking at you and you're talking about a, a subject or a project you're passionate about. And everything just started going full circle. I got to WSU. Another one of my friends, he was doing journalism. He was a writer and he had his own radio show. He was another reason why I went to WSU because he was like, we can do a radio show together. I'm thinking, oh, shoot, that's dope. Really? And I love sports and discussing it and dissecting it and talking about who's the best player or the greatest of all time or talking about politics yeah. and sports with everything going on in the NFL recently. But so I got to WSU and I kicked off my own radio show. Gary was one of the supporters. He was listening to it when he had the time on oh, Thursdays nice. from 7 p.m. to 9. Shooting the live questions at <laughs> Shooting you. Shooting live Texting questions. questions. Yeah, and I, I, my first radio show, I'll never forget. It was dead air. I got on the mic and I just froze. And at that time, I, I, I didn't know what was going through my head. But I knew I had to get through the show because I could have easily just walked out and just like, oh, I'm not doing this ever <laughs> yeah, again. But I knew talk. in my head, this is something... This is this is just one of those times where you froze up, where you freeze up, and it happens to everybody. Acknowledge it, yeah. And I acknowledged it, and here I am years later, as Gary mentioned, I have a few podcasts that I do, and now I'm so comfortable talking on the mic. There's no ums. I don't use like a lot anymore. There's just things that I've worked on on my craft and doing podcasts and being able to enunciate and talk clearly. Really, yeah. And it's just been a blast. And the guy, Mike, that introduced me to the radio at... WSU with KUGR. I'm actually working with him now on a podcast, and he's a Seahawks PI writer. So it's been a long and fun journey, but I know the end goal, and I'm here to tell anyone that's doing anything in their life, just keep pushing. I know it sucks. You know, I'm Mm. I'm one of the guys I can tell you it's not fun. I work a part time gig that it puts puts bread in my pockets, but I'm not over here cashing out, doing things, living lavish. But I'm living the best way I can doing what you need to do and I'm trying not to worry about what everybody else is doing because I know everybody else is, is working hard and doing their own thing but you got to focus on you first and when you focus on you everything else opens up I promise you it just takes time and that's really key in my life at 25 years old I ain't got no kids so salute to anyone out there that has kids because I know you guys are you guys are doing a hell of a job raising those young ones out there 
Cause I'm old. I'm not young anymore. I can't be the guy that's clowning. Yo, you got a baby at 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. It could be real, anybody. It could be anybody. Point. It so, could be anybody. Yeah. For me, it's been a journey, and I'm still growing every day, learning, and just building my name and building my brand. And here I am with the Conscious Campaign, able to express that and tell others about my little story because it's been a journey. I mean, I wish I would have went to college right out of high out of high school, but I don't think I'd be the person I am but it today. Happened for, everything happened for a reason, yeah. bro. Everything happened. Yeah, for a and you and you hit it right on the head. Like when it comes to passion, or when it comes to being able to do whatever it is you love in life, it's a long process, bro. That's just the way. Like, or or even those people who you know what I'm saying uh, put or let's say a, a artist for example put something out and had instant success. It's not just gonna be automatically sustainable. No, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Like, and life success is a process. You you experience success, and to make it sustainable, it's a lot of things you got to keep doing and keep it going. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying. It's just so. It's like yeah. Go ahead. It's you think a music is a perfect example. An artist you've never heard of, they come out, two million hits. They did that overnight. <laughs> no, they didn't. You weren't not you, at you all. weren't on their YouTube playlist where they have. 90 different songs, 100 music videos. <laughs> you just didn't mm-hmm. see those. You just saw the one that everyone said, damn, this is a hit. Mm-hmm. You didn't see the progress yeah. and work. And that goes for you guys and what you're doing with your podcast, with your IG page, with your website. People might hear the craziest episode where you have LeVar Ball on. Oh, they blew up. How'd they get LeVar? They got lucky. No. Conscious Campaign has been building up to that point. Credibility. LeVar Ball noticed the grind and said... Oh, these brothers are serious. Let me, I want to join. And that's with anything in life. Exactly. They don't see the work you put in three years ago. They just see, oh, well, you just dropped a crazy podcast episode today. See, they just see the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't see the big, big ass piece that's under the water. They don't see the first. It's the the grind. It's the sacrifice. It's the hustle. It's the, it's the, it's the waking up early. It's the going to sleep late. It's the collaborating with the teammates. It's the, you know what I'm saying? They don't see all that. All they see is the, the, the final product and the end result. All they yep. see is that when that podcast is out. That's all they see. They don't see all the work that goes into it. They like. don't see the first video you did with 10 views on it. Exactly. <laughs> and what's today? Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah, Sunday. Today's Sunday and we sitting here recording when a lot of other people are doing what? Sleeping, Sleeping. Eating. Sitting on the couch. Exactly. So it's all a process. As Joel and B said, you got to trust it. I mean, the guy is finally playing back-to-backs now. He's getting he- healthy. So there, you can tie it into sports music so many ways you can do it but you got to trust it you got to believe it yourself i mean it's a corny line but two changes right believe in yourself who else gonna believe in you and he's right it's True. it's corny line it's right before he goes in and we starts said that in the last podcast that's exactly what keith was talking about you like believing in yourself man that's the first step to so many things bro. yeah if if you don't then who it really else is, is. People so, be asking me, Gary. You gotta, man. you gotta kick off the wave. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna ride your wave before you. No, you know exactly. What I'm you gotta believe in it wholeheartedly. And you said, you know, a lot of people don't see the grind, but even the other side of that conversation, like people like Trinidad James, for example, who his literal first project ever blew up. But guess what? What's the last piece of music you've heard from Trinidad James? You know it what I'm saying? The same like, one that and blew it's up not saying that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's not to say that if you have instant success, you won't continue your success. It's just saying if you get in the door, you got to establish yourself still. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's still a lot of work to be done. But um, just thinking about all the things you've done up to this point as well, you also mentioned how you ended up saying, okay, I'm going to go to community college and I'm going to go to a four-year. I work at a community college. I wholeheartedly advocate for community colleges because 
it's a necessary step sometimes. And actually, it, it could be the smarter step in a lot of cases because you save a lot of money. 100%. You know what I mean? You, you knock out half your degree or you, you know what I'm saying? And you save a whole lot of money. You come out in a way better case than a lot of people who just went straight into a four year. You know what I'm saying? And, and didn't have the support systems or anything like that that a community college would give you because it's a, it's a smaller ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? You can be more hands-on. Can you talk to like some of the things you saw, some things that really made a difference for you going into before, that got you ready to, to go to Wazoo and, and, and do exactly what you needed to do? It was the dedication to putting in the time of, and work. If I had an exam, I knew I had to study for. Because at WSU, a lot of those teachers probably don't even care about you. You know, those, when you get to, I mean, we get to those 300, 400 level classes where you got, like you said, you got communication class with 400 people. They, they can't look at just you. Yeah. Right? So at community college, it was important for me to realize I'm on my own. Yeah, I got friends. Mm. Yeah, my family supports me. But this is between me and the classroom. Mm. If I don't put in the work, I'll be out of this school and I'm at community yeah, college. And now what? Yeah. So for me, I needed to be able to learn that in high school I messed around, didn't really care, was a athlete trying to be a student, <laughs> and it should be student athlete, and I didn't really get it. And teachers and coaches tried to tell me, Chris, you need to really buckle down in the classroom. I'm tired of hearing A, B, and C about you. You got to figure it out. And I was immature about it. But as I got older, I got to be 18, I realized, dang, I should have listened, but that's the learning process. And community college was the best thing that ever happened to me besides going to WSU because I learned a lot about myself. I learned how to study better, which means no music. I got to sit in a room quietly and just study. I got to read. I got to do the things that I hate mm. doing. But if I want to be successful, that's the st those are the steps I have to take. There's no shortcuts. My mom always told me, Christopher, some people have it where they only study for 10 minutes and they got the whole exam down. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not you. You got to really study maybe an hour or two. And you got to do that maybe twice in a day. To be able to so eat. that's about two to three hours of studying. But I get it now. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with taking a little more time to perfect your craft. Yeah, it's about doing what works for you, like you said. If Gary got an A and he took 20 minutes to study and I got an A and it took me two hours or three hours to study... Did we it's both get an A? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 100. Yes. 100. Gary, you might have taken 20 minutes to study it. I completely get it. But for me, I just Happy need a you. little more yeah. time. Happy and there's you. nothing wrong with that. You know who else went to community college? Who? First, Brian. I would have never thought. You would have never thought, right? Because Brian is a genius in my this dude eyes. Is, no, he is in a lot of people's <laughs> eyes, man. Real talk. Shout out to my to my guy, Brian, man. He's one of the most uh, influential, inspirational, just best friends I have out there. And he uh he's a, he's two about two years a year and a half two years older than me, and he went to community community college first, and that's why we started off uh, both as freshmen. And he he went to community college first, and then also you know spent the four years at WSU. He didn't take you know two and two or two and three whatever he did, two years or something in community college I believe, and then he did four years at the university. Now he's one of the most successful people I know at an early age. It has not, that that was all part of the process. You know what I'm saying? There's the stigma behind. Community college, you know, it's just like, oh, you went to community college first, or oh, you go to. I don't know why that is. Like, why is there this stigma behind community college? Because even even I was naive enough to believe that too when I was younger. I didn't know. I thought if you went to community college, you didn't do something right first. Yep, that's, that's what how I assumed. That's how I was. I'm I'm thinking as a high school senior, if I go to community college, I'm a dummy. That's what <laughs> all. Talking, that's that's, the stigma, that's yeah. all I heard in my head. And then I got there, I said, wait, what? I'm still taking hundred hundred. Still uh, taking the same type of courses. Take, like, yeah, still like, taking those hundred courses, two hundred level courses. 
The only difference is it's just smaller, and maybe the teachers care a little bit more, and they want you to go to the next level. That's supposed to be a bad thing. And yeah. it, it dawned on me. It said, oh, this is perfect for you. This is what you need to be doing. So I encourage young people that are thinking, dang, I don't know what I want to do. Just go to community college. Go two years there. Save a little bit of money. Figure it out. Take some courses that you don't know nothing about. I mean, I took a course on producing music. I just took it just because to learn. I was thinking, dang, what else can I do? Hmm, I love playing the drums. Let's try to see if I can make some beats. I did it for a semester. Great course. I learned about how to make a beat. That could be useful. So I'd say to any young man that's looking or young woman that's looking at, you know, the next steps in life. Community college is definitely a step. It saves so much time and money and it can be beneficial, especially if you're one of those that might not know what they want to do with their life. Because it is scary when you get to a four year university and you went through one year and you're still scratching your head going, what do I want to do? And here's something, here's something I want to bounce off of that, too, is like so many times we're told at an early age, we're focused on the what, the what we want to do. What do you want to do? What do you want to do, Chris? What do you want to do when you get older? Well, hey, Gary, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? But we never ask people why. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to go yep. to college? Why do you want to give back? Why do you know, like you, the reasoning behind it, like you can have your eyes focused on being a doctor your whole life and you never knew why. Just because your parents told you doctors make good money or your parents told you know your whole family was a doctor so uh that's why i'm going to be a doctor because that's what my family does but you never ask yourself why why do i want to be a doctor why do i want to implement something in my life and um that, that's that's the tough part man and luckily you know in my life personally you know i had a grandma who, who was who was there for me i had a support system not just her but she was a big part of it and she would always encourage me one thing about my grandma is the reason why we have such a good relationship like a lot of people don't have this relationship with their grandma i just happen to grow up with her so that helps but we have like a best friend relationship like the way we interact with each other is probably not traditional uh grandparent and grandchild like we have a very close relationship and um no matter what i no matter what the decisions i make as long as they don't result badly my grandma supports me so she has a very traditional mindset. Like there's times where I'm like, Grandma, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do this. I want to own my own business, man. I don't want to do that, you know, for my work for a company my whole life. And she's like, eh, well, you know, companies treat you good, you know? And I was just like, yeah, I know, Grandma. But <laughs> I was like, I, I got vision, man. I'm trying to do this. She, but she's there for me. She's always like, well, do you. Like, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. And that, that's such a big proponent. Is having that support system that supports your decisions and um, helps you get to the why. Because my grandma never told me what I had to be; she just kind of told me what I'm trying to look, what, what I'm trying to create for myself in general. Well, you want a house, don't you? Well, you want to be, able, you know, support yourself. I know you like, you know, to spend money. So, don't you want to be able to do those things? Well, yeah. But how do you do it? As long as I handle my business, that's all that matters. So, it's the why, bro. Get to yeah, the why. Man. Don't don't just be focused. You're on touching. The why. You're touching on that golden circle again, man, that TED Talk where it's, uh, companies will start with the what and move to the how and move to the why last. Uh, so a circle that goes from the outside, inside, what, how, why. And you, it's really the other way around. Why, how, what. Mm -hmm. You know like what I'm saying? Core, that's the, what, that's the, those are the steps of thinking you should be taking when you're talking about your passion or your goals is why, how, what. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and you can look that up for yourself and go more in detail, but definitely look into that. But... Chris, you mentioned uh, music, and you mentioned playing the drums, you mentioned how you had previous passions of being a producer, and even how you still do want to do that someday, most likely, but can you speak on that, like uh, your love for instrumentation and playing the drums and how that came about? My mom is a church goer, 
Holy Ghost Getter, Uh-oh. singer in the you choir. He said Holy Ghost Getter. So <laughs> I ain't never heard that. <laughs> hey man, she gonna bring it in. So when I was powerful. Mm, when I was around ten, my mom got me into that that style. She said, You gonna play the drums? I was like, what? You know, I, okay. I mean, I'm 10 years old. I mean, <laughs> okay, mom. Yeah. When, when you're you 10, say, you don't you don't have a say. When you, I mean, I don't know if you guys know who Lil James is, but his mama be yeah. like, yeah. you going to do what I say? And he's just like, mama, why? <laughs> I really didn't have the camera in my face to say mama, why? Yeah, it was kind of, it, no it was, that. you going to play these drums. Hopefully you like it. And if you do, cool. If not, then I'll get you out of it. But I ended up actually liking it. And I've always had a passion for music, and Gary can attest to this. And it's mainly the beats that I hear with producers, and I love that—the bass, the horns, whatever. Look, we got a topic. We got to I'm gonna let you finish, but <laughs> you just brought up a topic in my head. So go ahead and finish. And then we got to dive into this. Real quick, it was basically just my mom had a just had a vision. I think maybe my son can be a drummer in the church, because I go to church every Sunday. I mean, I'm not judging the people that don't. It's not a big deal. You ain't got to be there to be saved. There's a Bible that you can read. You can watch it on TV. There's so many ways you can go about getting your getting your praise on if you believe in the man above or mm-hmm. Allah, whatever the case may be. Because in my head, it's all one God. They just mm-hmm. call it by different names, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've been playing the drums. And I literally will go over there sometimes, put my headphones in, and play rap music. Just do a drum cover. Because it's so fun and it's dope just hearing how music can bring people together and sometimes I can it can separate us <laughs> but for me it's just I've been doing it for so long I mean I'm 25 it started when I was 10 I've been doing it for 15 years that's crazy I was able to read music but I quit doing drum lessons because I kind of wanted to freestyle and do it on my own and I still can't read music but all I need is a piano and then I can just tear it up and that's, yeah, that's filthy. I mean I still I don't Nick, I'm, I'm Nick Cannon man Nick Cannon from <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the dopest Devin. drummer ever but I can definitely carry a beat I mean when I was at Bellevue College and they had a talent show I was about to walk on stage and just kick the drummer off and just do my own little thing you know play all the lights on the drums people were like did this dude just play Kanye West yeah, all the lights really? on the drums I didn't even know you could do that So Fresh and So Clean by Outkast on the drums I mean there's so many beats that I can do on a drum set and sometimes i'll be messing around at practice and then people will look at me and be like and be and say something is that little wayne is that like a cop car and what i'll have a drum set you got and i'll say yeah <laughs> it is i'll just mess around and have fun and if i i mean right now there's just so many things i want to do in my life but producing is on the back end i mean i I took a class i made a beat it was not serious because i was supposed to buy a hard drive there was a young man in the class that said chris you can use my hard drive because i wasn't about to go spend 15 dollars on a hard drive i'm cheap so i didn't do that and i <laughs> made a really dope beat my professor was really impressed and he said you add a few things chris this can be a hit yeah whatever to be to this day i don't know if that kid even knows that that beat is on that hard drive i'd be shocked if he knew it was still on there that's I mean, it's just a gym that's just sitting on a hard drive. I mean, that hard drive could be anywhere right now. It's and like there's futures a futures hard drive. <laughs> <lost his. laughs> I didn't even lose mine. I just said I don't really care. But then I, every time I think you about it, I, 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 I said, dang, that I beat I was kind of fire. And I can only talk about 
the beat that I made, but no one's ever gonna hear it. So look, so look, we gotta look, we gotta dive into this walk because I know this is gonna hit a certain place in your heart. Um, we ain't gotta get too deep, but I gotta bring it up. So uh, Chris don't really mess with J Cole like that, right? Oh my God! And there, <laughs> that sounds tragic. But the thing is, the reason, see, and this is one of the reasons why I respect Chris because his opinions and his his views he sticks with them you know what i'm saying he's not one of those people that just says stuff just to satisfy the crowd if he if he says something that's a little radical he'll stick with it and he'll support it and i think that's one thing that we all can attest to like i'll, I'll say some radical stuff sometimes but i stick with it but he don't really like j cole and one of the things i remember him mentioning that he didn't like j cole was because of the beats he said the beats were the same right repetitive he said it's just the drum and the snare or whatever you just like, he's really not ripping nothing um Whoa, man, how does that make you feel, bro? Please talk about that. You know what, man? I'm not the biggest J. Cole fan anymore, uh-huh. but that still surprises me to hear somebody does not mess with J. Cole. Like, I've heard J. Cole's boring, J. Cole makes sleep music, I heard all that. But to hear you don't mess with J. Cole is a little surprising. Now, what I, what really, really, really gets me going is when people say they don't mess with Kendrick. Because I feel like without a doubt he's the best. But J. Cole in the same vein is one of those top tier people. So you got to you gotta explain it. You got to explain it. Yeah, talk to us. Let the people know, bro. It's just it's know. just sad music from J. Cole. There's no, <laughs> there's no happiness. It's all pain. It's all, this is what I went through. Okay, well, how'd you come out? Granted, I don't listen to every album. So I this is based off from what I've heard in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could be doing all those things that I'm saying he's not that he's not doing. But for me, it's just nothing positive. I'm a guy that I love party music. I love hype music. Two Chainz is yeah. one of my favorite rappers right now. Eminem, arguably one of the best rappers. He talks about a lot of pain, but he also has a lot of substance. Rap God, one of the hardest tracks. Six minutes are just bars. I mean, there's just certain artists that for me they don't give me any positive vibe or energy that I rock with. And J Cole, unfortunately, is one of them. And his beats are just the production. I feel. As if he just called up one of his friends, hey bro, just hit your foot on the bass. Doop, doop. And I'll just and I'll just tell a melody tale <laughs> and everybody's gonna rock with it. And it and that's how it is. But that's my opinion on it. And I don't wanna I'm not breaking him through the coals. He's a great artist. He's just not an artist that I listen what to. Your favorite? Yeah. So if I, I if I if J. Cole would look me in the face and say, Why don't you listen to me? I will explain what I just told him, what I just told you guys. And I'll have no ill will towards him. No, it's not as if I hate the guy. I just don't rock with his music. And it is what it is. I mean, he might not rock with my that. podcast. It could it be that. What it, is. it could be that simple. So, you know what? You know what? he does have some positivity. He does have some upbeat music. But I can understand. What I, you're yeah, saying. yeah. So, in, in order for this to be okay, I'm gonna need you to give me your top three rappers yeah. right now. Top like, three who rappers. You, who you like? Who you like? Two Man, I wish I wish Ti would drop some heat. Cause, but I, if you're looking at current rappers right now, I gotta go. Titty Boy, aka Two Chains, the work that he's okay. been putting in. He was the most. He was, I think he was the most featured artist of 2017. Or I mean, like there's a reason why people want to work with him. Yeah, I gotta throw my boy Game up on there because he represents the West Coast. And two years ago, he dropped arguably the craziest album with the documentary Two and Two and a Half. I was bumping that at WSU. That was fire. And the red album too. Red album too. So games number two. And number three, I'm gonna go future. I know he might not be the lyrical genius, mm. but what he talks about and how he's I think personally, I think he's trying to grow from what happened with him and Sierra and what he did last year with Hendrix and Future. And they and people watch these corny award shows. And for Future not to win anything, that kind of tells me everything I need to know about the industry. Because Future definitely deserved one award. 
he was Come the most on, popping artist for a minute. Like I mean, every single song he would put out was it top. was high. It was fire. Yeah. Evil. That was in the crazy album. So those are my top three right now. And you're probably thinking, dang, those guys. I mean, there's only one guy that lyrically might waver you one way, and that's Soldier Boy's not in there no more. Hey man, Soldier Boy done fell off in my book. That man. This dude. <laughs> hey, this is the the biggest so- Soldier Boy's number one fan right here. Hey, I got a, I got a picture <laughs> with him, man. He's he's mad. He's a mad chill dude, but. The, the content he's putting out now is not something that his mind ain't in it it's something he's it's just not the same distracted or something. i mean yeah. i remember you know what i remember letting gary listen to multiple songs and he would like he would say chris i'll give it to you this song is not bad yeah. it's not bad bro it's it's not what i'm accustomed to hearing with soldier boy he's actually <laughs> there rapping. are a few where he stepped yeah there's a few so out the i have a few gems for soldier boy people that are saying he's trash what are you talking about there's no lyrical content but he does have songs you just gotta listen to him how do you feel about uh, your production guy? So I can understand because Soldier Boy, a lot of his, a lot of his like uh, best work is his production. You know what I'm saying? So I could, I could, I could himself, don't even. Yeah, and I would, and I'm gonna throw in number four just randomly because people probably don't even listen to this rapper, Big Crit. He's Gary kind of oh, Gary man, put me on with him when I was at WSU and I learned. Oh, this brother can Forever seriously spit. Long time. So I'm gonna throw a number four, and again, people are probably big crit number four. You're wild, and Chris, that don't even make sense. Well, he's a guy that produces his own music, and he writes his own rhymes. I love it. He's another guy that he might not get all the fame and all that, but when it comes down to the paper and pen, and going in the studio, his lyrics unmatched. I mean, his latest album double cassette wow amazing got jill scott on there he's just an incredible young man and all power to him i need to see i need to see a show of him live because i'm I'm sure he had the place rocking so i think vincent that was one of his best artists to see in person by far so there you go yeah i'm gonna throw big crit in there as one of my top artists right now that was a good one bro. yeah when he came out with uh that crit was here that first joint like yeah crit Chris definitely one of those guys. Uh, you talked about his production, man, and he's one of the best at that. But mentioning production and, and you being somebody who comes in that same vein of loving instrumentation, like, um, what do you see for yourself in the future with that? Do you see anything? Do you want to revisit that? Because you said you kind of steered away from it, but you still love it. I know you do because it's in you. Since in your DNA, you've been playing the drums since you were 10. So how you feel about that? Man, I don't know. It's just whatever happens, happens. At this point, I'm really working on journalism and becoming a better well, being a better writer, being a better co-host, a better producer. And then if, if I mean, I do have a new podcast that's coming out very soon. And it'll actually be, if you guys listen, you guys listen to Drink Champs, heard of it before? I've heard of it. I of course. It. I know. So yeah. Drink Champs, it opened my eyes to something. Norway and those guys do a really good job of interviewing legends. Mm-hmm. And it's legends in the hip-hop game. Because no one talks to these guys. It's all about the now. Kind of what Monique's going to, but these guys are actually legends. Literally. I mean, straight up. No disrespect to Monique. But for me, no one's given that love to producers. When the last true. time you That's heard true. of... Absolutely. When the true. last... I mean, Vice was a, a YouTube show that they were just talking to rappers or shows, just highly... Just really popular people, but they didn't really focus on one certain group or a certain, or certain artist or people in the industry. They just, you know... Gucci man, we'll, we'll chill with you for you know a weekend. So my new podcast, I'm really hopefully no one steals this idea now that I put it out there. But I want to interview. There'll be timestamps. <laughs> I want to interview producers. Mm. I want to sit down with guys that make these beats. I already have one lined up. 
local guy. He's worked with Chief Keith, Soldier Boy. He's worked with a couple of big names, and he lives in Seattle. He's living at his mama's home, mama's house, stacking up his bread so he can get out and do what he wants to do. But I want to kick it with him for a week, see what he does, and then do a podcast with him. Cause I want to build that relationship. I don't want to do some YouTube related stuff too. So it's 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 well, that's the thing. I need a cameraman. So there's a lot. Yeah, this is a big step for me, but that's what I'm leaning towards. And with that, I mean, who knows? Maybe I can get into the game again and start making beats. But I know it's gonna be a long process because I haven't done it in over seven years. (laughs) So me getting back in the lab and trying to remember how to do things would be a transition but the sky's the limit i mean once i get my career going with sports radio and broadcasting i would have no problem with going back and being taught how to do it or learning from someone like the young man that i would be interviewing very soon for my new podcast that's coming out mm-hmm. so sky's the limit man i have no boundaries i mean if i could do everything that i wanted to do i mean god i would but there's just 24 hours in a day and some things you just can't do. And that's okay. Yeah. But you got to do things that you're passionate about. And right now I'm so, passionate about journalism, sports writing, and talking Seahawks. Since that's what I'm cutting with my friend. But yeah. And that's that's something I think you did really well. And you're thinking, man, it's just a couple things. And the first one being merging those passions. You know what I'm saying? What you're currently doing and what you're currently passionate about is something that, you know I'm saying, is in your DNA. Like I said, because you've been doing it so long. It's something that you've been familiar with for so long. And the second thing is finding your lane. You know, we talked about that in the previous podcast as well. And you you right on. Like, that's something that's very much wide open because even with um the, the thing that popped up a minute ago with producers trying to get their own union because they don't get credit, they don't get respect, sometimes they don't get paid. Like, you know what I'm saying, cash money, you know, sometimes they don't get paid. Uh, so I think you're right on with that, man. That's great. Like, that's a great idea. Um, actually, to the point where it makes me want to take it out of the podcast and nobody steal it from me. <laughs> I mean, man, because to but be honest, idea, no one's man. doing it. I, I've been on the internet searching for podcasts about producers, and it's just not there. Look, cover up, cover up the idea with the the SpongeBob. Remember they had the dolphins every time they would cuss. <laughs> cover up, co- yeah, <laughs> cover that shit up right there. Like, I got this idea. I hope nobody steal it. Insert that in right there. I mean, if someone hey. does steal it, hopefully they would be like, we want to bring you on. But I, yeah, right. I, I don't know how the society is now. Cold things, world. things have changed. Tupac said it. Things will never be the same. Yeah. So. Hey, I'm just one thing they won't have. One thing they won't have is Chris Kidd. So you know what I'm saying. Whatever you bring to the table, they won't have it. Appreciate so, that, man. Appreciate look, that. Look, here's one thing I want to talk about too before I know yeah. we get ready to wrap it up. Um, being authentic behind the mic, man. This is something that I feel like it's kind of a roadblock for a lot of people to truly hit their their stride in, in whatever they're at. Because when you're talking passionately, sometimes there is no filter. To an extent, you know, sometimes you just want to say what's ever on the top of your mind. But at the same time, there can be restrictions based off of uh, your current situation or some circumstances you're in um, and, and building that personal brand. So that's one thing me and Chris were talking about before we got started was like how uh, we're both in the process of building the personal brand and how sometimes there's an identity outside of the one you go to every single day, whether it's, you know, your nine to five, your job, your career, and then you do a podcast or something on the side. Um, sometimes you got to be filtered to be able to accommodate for that that other personal brand that you're working on. So I'm gonna ask you you guys both this question actually, is how do you start to gain that full stride and get fully authentic behind the mic? Like now, now being authentic behind the mic doesn't mean you gotta be out here being your 110%, you know, whatever that is, cause there's just professionalism, there's all that stuff involved, but 
how do you get how do you build that authenticism behind the mic because there's a lot of people who are probably working on things or they want to do a podcast or they want to do something but they're they're like uh well I, I won't be able to say this or i can't really be myself how do you get over that hump man authenticism behind the mic how do we do it how do we work towards getting more authentic you want to go first walt Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's just about being relaxed and being natural. You also got to be with the right people. You know what I'm saying? The the people you're conversating with absolutely matters when it comes to podcasting. And being able to be your authentic self is just the type of conversation you're having. You know, like when we've been sitting down recently, it's just been natural flowing. We haven't had no talking points. We haven't had really topics written down. It's just, hey, look, we're going to talk. And that's the way the conversation is going to go. Yeah, So, for me, that's all it really is, is, you know what I'm saying, the dynamics in play. Absolutely. For me, it's just being true to yourself. And it depends on the content of your podcast. For me, I'm working on not swearing as much. I mean, granted, I'm not going to sit up here and act as if I do not swear. Because sometimes I do. But at some point in time, what does swearing do for me? I'll be real. It it doesn't do nothing. I could use a different word for that swear word and put in some fancy vocabulary. And people people will say, dang, what word is that? I never heard that before, Chris. Interesting. So that's what I'm working on. But it depends on the content. If you're talking sports, I mean, the homies in LA, Hoops and Brews, they have a radio show now because of how authentic they are. They are true to the game, explicit content. These ideas are ours. We're not copying anybody. And they swear like a mug. I mean, I kid you not. You will turn it on and say, these guys have a radio show live on air because but it's authentic to who they are now if they were trying to be someone they aren't the content wouldn't be what it is for me my podcast i don't want to cuss sure it could it could you know heighten the tension in the room it could make people wonder what is going on in this guy's mind but that's just not for me whereas a podcast with the producers I might cuss once or twice on there, but I'm going to let him talk how he want to. This is his voice. He can say smoke, drink, do whatever he want on the show because I'm getting his voice out there because no one else is doing that. Mm-hmm. So I really think it depends on the content at hand and who you are as a person. If you're a person that likes to swear a lot, be you. Ain't nothing wrong. I'm not judging you for swearing. That's yeah. on you. That's what you want to do. But for me, it's different. I don't want to be... All Chris do is cuss. He ain't got no vocabulary. He just says every curse word. And then he might throw in a yep. Yeah, see, I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> I, know, I, I totally agree. I think a big part of it comes down to the subject at hand. Because um, there's a lot of situations where there's really no need for it. It's like, what do I need to be in here saying some crazy language for? And we're talking about something real. Or, you know, we're just talking about something progressive or inspirational. Or for example, you were just, was it two weeks ago, speaking with kids? Yeah. Gary's not going to go in there. Like, I'm a, yeah. I'm not yeah. going there swearing. <laughs> real talk. Whereas if that's a university... <laughs> Gary might, might be able to couple, throw you know? a little get your shit together, y'all. Yeah. Things of yeah. that nature to, yeah. to really yeah. hit, to get for real to hit home. Yeah, real talk. So yeah. there, point, it's a, your audience. You gotta know your audience and know and see look at the faces. When you're looking into people's eyes when you're talking, you can get a feel for I ain't feeling this speaker. For example, I'll never forget when I was doing really well at WSU in journalism, we had a chance to interview Ernie Kent. I'll never forget I, I asked my professor Cause I got tired of writing stories. I'm always trying to do something new, do something different. And I got two students, two friends that I'm working with in the class. And we're always kind of with crazy ideas. And I said, why don't we just do a podcast, do a, do a radio show with Ernie Kent. And they looked at me and said, Chris, you think we can get Ernie Kent? I said, bro, I know everybody here. 
let me let me holler at a few folks <laughs> and I'll see what I can do. I am the plug. And they said, oh, okay, so you, we're not going to just worry. We're not going to do this project on the board. I said, no, we're not going to do a video. We're not going to write a story. Let me go talk to the professor and we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out for you guys. Okay, Chris. I go hit up my professor. Hey, I got an idea. I want to do a radio show with Ernie Kent. He was like, Chris, you think you can get Ernie Kent on a radio show for this class? I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. He said, okay, you have two weeks. If you don't have anything, you got to come up with a new idea cause, because this is, this is due soon. you only got two days to finish. So I hit up a few connections. I get a sit down with Ernie. I told him exactly what I want to do. I said, no, I don't want to sit down and talk sports with you about how you guys have lost 17 straight games because, A, who cares? Let's, let's talk about something real. What do you do off the court, coach? What's your weekends like? What do you and family do? That's real. And he said, hmm, well, how long do you need me? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about I said, that. 15 minutes, coach. That's it. It'll be myself and two other friends that I work with that are also journalists. And we're for real. We're not here on the hype train trying to get clout. This is something that I think can benefit you and us. He said, okay, what day you want to do it? Boom, it's in motion. That's dope. Next thing you know, we won an award for best radio interview and I, we won that last year i didn't even find out until my professor emailed me the award i'm thinking oh what? hey i hit up the homies and now they're working in news media outlets one's in one's a producer in oregon so shout out to my boy evan baron he's a producer in oregon he's doing sports thing and then my other homie i'm drawing a blank on his name but he is now in montana as a reporter for fox so that's just an example Man. right there and it was dope. I mean, we literally hit it off. And they said, Coach said, he doesn't want it to get out to the public. He just wants to keep in the classroom. But I sent him the file. And I think he re-listened to it. And he realized this was gold. These fellas did a really good job in capturing Ernie Kent outside of just WSU basketball. That's dope. Some people don't even know he went and coached in the Middle East. Had to learn the language. Had a teeth. Yeah, no, I mean, I know that. I'm not the same Gary the episode because you yeah. might have missed it. Yeah. But those are just one of the things that as I'm growing, I'm just learning. And it's so fun and it's an opportunity. 100%, bro. Yeah, man. And I know you're winding close to when you got to leave but, or getting close to when you got to leave. But I got to ask you this question. Like, so, you know, you're passionate about podcasting. And uh, similar to you, I've been listening to podcasts for a minute now. Like, it's probably five years now. What got you into a podcast, and how did that translate to you saying, "Hey, I want to do this"? Because I know you, I know you're in journalism, but everything. But how did you choose podcasting? Well, first, I'm good on the time. We good, we good. I told him I'd be a little late, so if it does run over time, it, we we scrape. But <laughs> how to get into podcast? That's a great question. I don't even remember. I think it was just a new wave, and I was one of the first on board, and I've been sticking with Stuck it ever with since it, yeah. because it's new. It was something, because radio is, is still there, but it's slowly fading. Slowly. But I think mm-hmm. if you bring in the right content, the new content, I think it could still be, still go. But it just depends on that audience and what you're doing. That's why I don't want to do another sports podcast, because I feel it's diluted. There's just so much content about it. Now, what's what's, what's, what's yeah. Chris going to talk about that I haven't heard? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm giving up on it, but there are other avenues, and I think the one that 
might be edited out might not be on this podcast i think that one will will hit home more because when you hear a song there's a beat to it not every rapper is doing acapella (laughs) and if you're and if you are live one of those that loves acapella i salute you but for the most part it's not happening and how did i get into the podcast game well i knew broadcast journalism was something i wanted to do and i remember Charlemagne saying if you want to do something go do it if you want to go play basketball you don't sit on the couch and play 2k go buy a basketball you go go to the hoop you (laughs) go you go to the gym or not go to the gym you go to you go wherever you want to go to buy a basketball you cop it and you go to the gym and you work on your games you play against other people you go to new cities you create a team exactly you play three on three recording a podcast you get a mic get a laptop you already probably already have a laptop get a mic record so when i graduated i didn't know what i was going to do i knew i wanted to get into journalism i didn't know how and i realized i have someone that helped me in basketball granted i stopped pooping focused on track became a T-R-A-C-K-S-T-R Shout out to Young Jeezy Even though he said Trap Star I'm saying Track Star <laughs> <laughs> You feel Oh you like that Yeah can't spell. You know hey But <laughs> I said dang I want to do a podcast And Donald Watts Is who I'm talking about He said Yo Chris Why don't you just do it with me I'm thinking Really? Well shoot You play that you dub You know basketball You coached me This could be something That we can do and we did it for the most part. Donald's a very busy man. He hit me talking about we got a radio show April to August. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, man, I know you busy. Every Saturday, are you really down with the cause? Because Donald's a busy man. You, you, you don't know who Donald is. Just type in Donald Watts on YouTube. Google him. He's always in the community. He's striving to make young African-Americans better on and off the court. Striving for greatness. And other kids, too. Young women, young boys, young girls, no matter the color, creed, whatever. He's doing that. So for him to even take time to do a podcast, it lasted about a year. Right now, on a little hiatus because he's just busy. <laughs> he's just real busy. And sometimes he can't record when we need to. And I get it. And there's no problem with that. But I'm able to expand my horizon. And Mike Dugar, shout out to him. He writes for the Seattle PI. You guys should check out some of his work for the Seahawks. We had him on our podcast the real spill with donald watson myself and i'll never forget when he texted me hey chris seattle pi they're offering me to do this podcast i need a co-host in my head i'm thinking bro you could have got any journalists people that are actually working in the industry with you because granted i'm freelance i'm i don't work for a big news organization i'm literally writing for black sports online i'm sure maybe a few of you might have heard Mm. of that i write for black sports online and that's about it. And I help edit Hoops and Brews with some of their writing. They'll send in stories and I'll edit them. And I'll put out stories on their website. But for the most part, I'm not doing it big, doing it where I'm not where I want to be right now as a journalist. But the fact that Mike even opened the door for me to get on the mic with him <laughs> and discuss Seattle Seahawks content, that just shows the growth I've made and that it's a process. There's a reason why Mike said, Chris, I want to do it with you. He could have done it again. He could have done it with anybody. There's hundreds of reporters that are well seasoned, have been covering the Seahawks, know about the Seahawks. But he said, "Nah, I'm gonna roll with my bro, who also produces the show, and I can do it at the crib with him." And I'm thinking, that's not a problem with me. So that that's just that's one of the reasons why I'm still in it. 
And again, why I joined is because I knew I wanted to be in broadcast journalism. I knew I wanted to talk about sports to some capacity. I just had to figure out what capacity. And now I've learned from Donald on how to go deeper into a topic instead of being just on the water. Just go just dive under. Go a little deeper. Get under there. Find a, di- a deeper route. For example, yeah. it's not all about stats and analytics. Mm-hmm. What about the impact? It's not all about, oh, well, we're only getting 50 listens. What about the impact with those 50 listeners? Are they gaining yeah, something? Exactly. I mean, Lil B said it best. If one person buys my album, shoot, that one person got some knowledge. That one person, that <laughs> that's one, exactly how I feel. That bro. one person really learned something, and I appreciate that one person. There's a reason why Nipsey Hussle dropped his album for, I think it was $1,000. There's a reason he did that. Oh, yeah, Crenshaw. There's a, there's a reason he did that. There's a reason why Jay Z copped 10 of them. So there's 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 always a purpose in something. And for me right now, doing a podcast and producing and co-hosting and interviewing certain athletes, that's just building my name and my brand and how I can articulate and talk with guys and let them sometimes have a voice. Practicing your craft. Exactly. About earlier. Exactly. That's right, man. And finally, I like to ask, what's your vision? What's your dream? Dream is to have my own sports radio show, be a part of one, whether it's Seattle Wherever it is, I don't care. I just want to be able to wake up every day and talk sports. And if need be, it doesn't have to be sports. I mean, I wouldn't mind talking about music or just interviewing producers. I just want to be in the radio scheme of things or producing on that side of the field. That's it. There you go. I love to do it. It's fun. I mean, if I could just... I'm almost there. I'm almost there right now. Me, Mike and I are grinding. We're putting out content twice a week. We got a new episode dropping today actually it'll be out tomorrow morning about what happened with richard sherman so <laughs> if you want to check that out it's see it's interesting interesting oh gary will say that to the death of me interesting <laughs> it's our, our podcast is titled seahawks man to man and we're grinding we're trying to do something big we have ideas that we're always coming up with and i don't know how long mike's gonna be with the seahawks but he wants to be there and he's enjoying doing the podcast and i'm enjoying doing it with him so for those out there that have a goal or have a passion, just keep grinding. I mean, there's other avenues. I mean, I was just telling Gary that a job opportunity crossed my mind about being a, a communication specialist. It might not be covering sports. And maybe my calling isn't to be a entertainer or to be a, a broadcast host. It might be to work in communities that need someone that can help their schools out whether it be social media whether it be talking to principals there's other there's so many things you can do in communications i don't want to limit myself but i do know my end goal and what my passion is mm-hmm. and if i can still do my sports talk on the weekends best believe i will be a communication specialist be the best one and i'll drop some sport knowledge on you or music whatever the case may be boom bow top two NBA players right now go top two it's got to be lebron and kd boom. easy easy and don't t- don't tell me KD better than LeBron because LeBron he actually got better this season. That's yeah, the sad yeah, part. Yeah. You're gonna tell me KD, yeah. The the wins the, the wins are important, but if we're talking about better basketball player overall. LeBron LeBron has done it again. He has gotten better. Forgive me that KD is on one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah, it would be a little different Sorry. if KD wasn't on that team. Like he still would be. Of course, KD would still be. He would KD, still be. But K- it would just look different. It wouldn't be as easy. For hey, him, just bro. put. It would not be as easy. Put LeBron with Golden State. He's probably averaging 30, 10, and ten. Let's, don't even wanna, I don't even want to see that. Let's. Bro. let's, let's I, I mean, th- on there. I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, could you imagine Bron? I mean, I wouldn't even. It, just come on. Man. I don't even watch the NBA no more. Come on, man. <laughs> come on. That's seven, eight in a row. <laughs> 
Top two big podcasts you listen to. Ooh, it's, I got to throw my guys Billion Idiots out there. Top two. I've been listening to them when I, I recorded an episode where Charlemagne said these hilarious words. Gary's probably going to crack up, but he said, white people weren't really that cruel. It's just that <laughs> black people don't listen. <laughs> that's horrible. See, I knew. That sounds like Charlemagne. Yeah, that's a that's a deep it's a conversation. it's it's a deep conversation that it ruffled a lot of feathers. They're good at that though. That's what they're. That's that's, that's, that's their specialty. Their, that's their specialty. Especially Andrew Schultz. That dude be having me dying. I want to meet that dude so bad, bro. He's these guys are they're perfect because they're in that spotlight where they have a voice and opinion. They have the platform, and they have the platform really to do it. it. Andrew Schultz in the most authentic and, form. Andrew, Andrew Schultz is a comedian. So guess what his job is to do. Make people laugh. Make people laugh and say things that you that might. Makes you quite, what? Yeah, you might be racist, bro. But he's not. Very not. He's not. Charlemagne. He's a smart the, dude too. Very smart. Charlemagne. His job is to dive in, ask you questions that you may be uncomfortable answering. But he's still gonna ask you. He's not gonna waver. He's not gonna waver exactly for your comfortability. That's not what he's interested. He don't in. care he's about that truth. He's he's getting to that truth. Man, he no says in his book. Or not. He says it in his book. Go read it. And then my second podcast, ooh, I'm gonna have to go Jalen and Jacoby because oh, I remember. I know you're a real one now. I remember. <laughs> dang, I haven't been, I haven't been real this whole hour and <laughs> five minutes. No, 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 it's it's confirmed. You got confirmation. You got but final you got confirmation. I've been listening to Jalen Jacoby back when I was at Bellevue College, and they were popping the trunk. And only real, 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 real listeners know about that because that's when every Friday. A random YouTube show a pop pop up with Bill Simmons and Jalen Rose, but yep. but Ben Grantland days, you know. Man. But Ben, not Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons and and ESPN, they separate ways. And long comes in DJ Jacoby, and they've been running the game, covering sports, and that's how I envision Donald and I, me being the producer, and Donald being the the savant and just dropping dimes because. I'm the guy that needs to bring in paper and pen and have my spreadsheets on the on the on the counter and looking down on my notes to have a discussion about some sports. Whereas this podcast, it's not sports related. It's mainly from the dome, from the heart, what you're going in, what you're going through, how can you get better? It's a conscious campaign. So I can do that. But with sports, I need my stuff in front of me. Statistics. And that's how Jacoby works. He needs he got a little piece of paper there. Jalen, he just come in there and started talking. Yeah, he's been. It's his, it's his life. So he's been playing basketball his whole career, yeah, and life. that's how Donald Watts and I are. Literally, I'm the producer, the co-host, but Donald's the savant. I could say impact, and he'll go on a 40 minute spill about what impact means. But as a producer, I gotta say, all right, Donald, that's good. We only need about three minutes of that. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Really. So those are my top two: the brilliant idiots and. Jalen and Jalen and Jacoby. Y'all run that flagrant too at all? I listen to flagrant too. It's flagrant. Yeah. It's funny, man. Yeah. Oh I listen to it's, it a little bit. It's, it's funny. Man. I listen to it every week because yeah. I, I like Andrew and his crazy takes. And I screwed up. I he he says he can beat a WNBA player one on one. I said, bro, I, I, I got I got I got five racks saying you lose. And I messed up on the tweet and I sent it to him. And he retweeted it and said any takers, but I had deleted it. Because I was really about to cash out and get five racks from Andrew Schultz. I'm still trying to hit him up. <laughs> he to pay you. No, he's going to pay me. Because he's going <laughs> to lose. That's the thing. I'm about to hit him up again and, and see what's up. Because real life, Kaz, he's responded to me a few times about them playing basketball against 
one of his little homies that played in the WNBA. Bro, we should try to get a team against him, bro. We got we got you, the five seven. You got me, the six five, and then we need like a, a white dude or or a different race. <laughs> you remember they said and they say three on three with like three different races. Let me make this clear. We look too similar. Gary gave me a healthy three inches. I appreciate that. I am five four, but I can still. <laughs> I can, I can, <laughs> healthy three inches, I can seven. still give you buckets. No, Gary, Gary, know damn well I ain't no five seven. Gary done spent time with me, and for three years we done kicked it, and he knows <laughs> I was the shortest you in the room. Just ran with it, but nah, it's all good. He's one of those because what's gonna happen people. is all he knows is you're shorter. That's it. <laughs> what's what's going what is going to happen is we might end up doing this competition, and those cats are gonna say Gary. You said homie was 5'7", not 5'4". And Gary's <laughs> going to be saying, he played like he's 5'7". Yeah, and tough. now we in trouble. But all that being said, those are my top two. And the cool thing is, Jalen and Jacoby have expanded. I'm still waiting on the Brilliant Idiots to expand. They have added a YouTube video page. I don't really care for it. I don't watch it. I listen to podcasts. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm listening to the podcast. Sometimes it's cool to see what Wax looks like. As that was a, bro, and that was running joke. Years, bro, me that was a years. myth for years. Me no too. one knew he who Wax was. On the show. Yeah. Like, so, and I, I like how Jalen Rose and Jacoby have expanded again with the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. I've taken a little things and put it in our podcast because I see how they've grown and I've seen what they've done. I've seen the hard work they put in. And it's just, it's cool to see. Those are my top two right there. You named two of my favorite podcasts, man. It's just well, one other one that didn't make it in there was probably will probably be the Joe Budden podcast for me. But you definitely named two podcasts I've listened to every week for years now. Yeah, and Jacoby and Brilliant Idiots. So, that's crazy. Yeah, that's dope, man. All right, let's go ahead and jump into Bring the Bars. Let's bring get the it. Bars, man. I've got bars, fam. All right, man. I got some. Bars for y'all, as usual, man. This is, um, if anybody knows me, they know this had to be right, man. This is from uh, Logic's newest album, Bobby Tarantino 2. I was one of the, if there were two artists that I could really say that I was there from Jump mixtape days, it's Big Sean and it's Logic. Those are two people that I listened to early on in their mixtape careers. Really resonated well with me. I told everybody they was hot. I told everybody they was going to make it. And uh, they've been doing exactly that. Logic is, what's this, his fourth or fifth album? Fourth? Fifth? Something like that. I don't know. He's been dropping so many albums back to back to back to back. He, that's some of his bars in there. He's talking <laughs> about. But uh, I'm gonna play this song called "Every Day." This is another one of those songs that you know when I run my my couple miles on the weekend, Friday or Saturday and Sunday. It's one of those songs I could put on and just it put it keeps me going, man, in in the run. So. I work hard every motherfucking day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work hard, I work hard every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But today is my day, it's my day. And no matter what they say, it's my day. La 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 la. Yeah. Roll up to the spot. Feeling real good Think you gon' talk shit, you better not My homies real hood They say logic, why you do that? I don't know, I don't know Yeah, they used to be like, who that? I don't know, I don't know Now they know my name wherever I go Used to think that's what I wanted But now just don't know No, I can't fuck with that Knock if you buckin' back Yeah, I've been working, but I ain't got nothing back Tell me the dilly now Hold up, wait, really now All of that shit you been talking just silly now It's as quick as you rise 
just as quick as you could fall Oh no, 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 I can't fuck with that at all Can't fuck with that at all I work hard every motherfucking day, 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 day I work hard, I work hard Boom, we'll stop it right there Because he said a lot of great things I want to touch on real quick, man um, I mean, just to hook him coming in saying I work hard every day Acknowledge, acknowledge your grind Your grind if you're really putting in that work, acknowledge it. And I'm not saying go tell the word about your grind. I'm saying acknowledge it from within. Acknowledge it with yourself. It's your grind. Do you work hard every day? If you do, acknowledge it and salute it because you know you're doing something for the greater good. You know you're doing something to work towards your vision. It's not about what everybody sees. That's where we get confused. And he mentioned that. He talked about, he said, you know, before they didn't know my name. Now everywhere I go, I, they know my name. He's like, now I don't even know if that's what I wanted. That's what we think. We think we need other people's acknowledgement. We think we need other people's approval. And there's a lot of rappers that hit on that. Once they made it, it wasn't what they thought it was. Because it could he, just as fast as you came up, you can go down. So you could be the hot topic one day. Then the next day, they forget about you. You know? And, and, and they'll, dump, they'll throw you to the side. So don't be out here working hard just for the acknowledgement of others. Acknowledge your grind. Work hard for you. And then eventually other people will acknowledge that themselves. They'll understand the type of work that you put in. It's your day. Every single day is your day. Nobody else's. It's your day to take advantage of. It's your day to work towards your dreams. It's your day to, to grind. It's your day to do whatever you want. It's your day. Acknowledge your grind. Work hard every day. Logic, Bobby Tarantino 2. Bars on that ass. <laughs> Boom. Hey. Hey, that that project is hard, man. It's hard. Y'all go listen to that thing. project. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, that song with Wiz and the Kabadu. It's probably my favorite one on there. That boy. that boy. But all right, um, my turn. My song's gonna be "Much Longer" by Gino. It's off his new seven EP. I'm jump right into it. Mm. 
I'm gonna stop it right there. Uh, as you can see, you know, from the title of the song, uh, it's really about hitting that place or hitting that part of your life where you just feel like, man, I, I just don't know if I could keep living like this or if I could keep really pushing at this rate. And we mentioned it earlier, you know what I'm saying? That's just the process, man. You gotta understand that you're gonna hit that place. And what your decision in that moment is what's gonna make the difference on how far you actually get. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to the verse, he's even talking about some of the things and that he's doing or that he wants to do and that he necessarily ain't there yet. You know what I'm saying? And it eats at him and it works at him. And you just gotta understand that. Don't get discouraged by that. And don't feel like you're gonna stay in that place forever because one day, you know what I'm saying? If you really believe and you really putting in the work behind that, that's just a phase. That's just a small, very small, small, small part of your journey. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I had to play that because I love when artists, you know what I'm saying, really go to that real place in their life and they really telling you some real stuff, like some mm -hmm. real things. Like, it's not about the fun they're having. It's not about the, it's about the, the dark times that people don't glorify or people really don't talk about, put a spotlight on. And I feel like that's really important to say too, so. And of course he's a lyricist, so you know what I'm saying? I enjoyed that song and I felt like I wanted to share it. So Gino, much longer off the 70 feet. That was he. Alright, well, my song is off of an album that came out in 2010. So wow, eight years ago, man. I was in high school. Crazy, right? So this is Nas and Damian Marley. I don't know if you guys remember their album, Distant Relatives. Really deep album. Great content. This song is called Patience, and it translates to patience, patience, patience is worth everything. Patience, patience, patience is good if you love someone. But I also can translate it to say something. So whether it's podcasting, whether it's being the best, whatever you want to be in life, this song is a testament to that. And I want you guys to, to listen to it, check it out. It's about five minutes, but I'm going to play, like, I think, just Damien's first verse because it's deep. So here it is, Nas and Damian Marley, patience, patience, patience. So check this out, y'all. This one right here is for the people. Smartest dummies can't read the language of Egyptian mummies on a flag or a moon and can't find food for the starving tummies. Pay no mind to the youths, cause it's not like the future depends on it. But save the animals in the zoo, cause the chimpanzee, them are make big money. This is how the media pillages on TV, the picture is savages and villages, and the scientists still can't explain the pyramids. <laughs> Evangelists making a living on the videos of ribs of the little kids, stereotyping the image of the images, and this is what the image is. You buy a car, keep on and all of a sudden you are say a Indiana Jones And I tip all the gold and tip all the scrolls and even the bird bones Some of the worst paparazzi I've ever seen and i ever known Put the worst on this place so the world can see and that's all that will ever show So the ones in the west will never move east and feel like it be a town Get tricked by the beast but the way them are gonna flee when the monster is fully grown Salamonic lineage where them still can defeat and them could have never clone a spiritual DNA that prints in my soul and I will forever own love Ooh, that's hard So, first of all, I know the beat banging And if you understand my brother Damien You know he's coming from 
he's talking that real talk and again that translation of sabali sabali that's just patience 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 is good so that song i'm sure rings bells for people listening just because you gotta be patient it's a process everything in life it just doesn't happen overnight granted yes sometimes you literally can explode overnight in anything you do that's true but nine times out of ten you got to put that work in man and that song is just testament to that so if you haven't heard distant relatives by Nas and damian marley i highly suggest you go check that out it's a great album just two iconic figures coming together and making music and i think we as people can use more of that so that was my that was my hit right there that was neat all right man i appreciate that and i appreciate you coming to the podcast man um what last thing i want you to do is kind of name all the podcasts you're on and what you're working on so that people can find it if they want to um and then we're gonna get out of here all right well i just want to thank my friend gary of course aka gb thrizzle gb3 i mean again this is i mean we've only been friends for what maybe six years now hang on let me think here 2011 seven years so that's crazy uh I mean, I'm, I'm a new friend of his, but I've been rocking with him for seven years. I might not kick with him every day, might not text him every day, but when we do talk and link up, it's, it's always great. It's always love, yes. And again, he's one of my good friends. And he introduced me to that Pullman lifestyle, man. So it started there, started at finish line, but we just built on it, built on it. And he's a good friend. So if you know Gary, keep him around, man. He's, a, he's good people. And thank y'all again for having me on. It was, it's been a pleasure. But if you want to check out what, i'm working on what i'm doing you can just search me on the internet bso christopher kid and there's tons of stories that i've written covering the entertainment world and sports so it's black sports online christopher kid and then for the seahawks podcast it's literally seahawks man to man so seahawks man to man and that's on itunes i mean if you just search it on internet it'll pop up We've done, I think, what, 30-plus episodes. We featured Shaquille Griffin, so the cornerback for the Seahawks. We had wide receiver Tyler Lockett. We recently had G. Scott, and we're just building. So make sure to check that out. Those episodes are short. They're about 30 minutes long, and some episodes are from Mike and I talking about how the Seahawks can improve to the recent (laughs) trades that have happened and how they're taking two steps back. But other than that, I want to thank Walt and Gary for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yep, and we appreciate y'all as always. If you want to comment, engage with us, find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our website, email, mail, whatever you want to do, just reach out to us and let us know, man. But we appreciate you listening. Privy Podcast, peace. Peace. Privy for Podcast, baby. Let's go. Oh, I got it.